Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on our church, visit c3church.narara.net. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I got the call up. I'm actually playing over 35s, just a bit of a kick around, and then the young guys were short, so, you know, major semi, so I'm going to have a run. But um, it'll be fun playing with the young guys. But uh, it's great to be in church. Let me pray one more time. Come on. Let's come around God's Word. We thank you, Lord God, that, uh, that you have a purpose in your Word today. And we pray for that purpose, Lord God, to happen. We thank you where your word is preached, signs and miracles follow. Where your word is preached, we can be changed in our thinking and that we can know you more. And that is your will, that we would know you, Lord God. And we pray that our hearts would be open, our minds would be alert to that small voice that would say, this is the way, walk in it. Hallelujah, Lord. We bring you glory today. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence amongst us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Grab a seat. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to ask you this morning, have you ever taken one on the chin? Have you ever been slapped in the face? Literally. You have. I've heard some people that, heard of some people that have been slapped in the face in our church. Would you believe it? Not by you? No. But every now and then, something happens suddenly and you didn't see it coming. It can be like a slap in the face. It might be physical. Something happened. Something happened at work. You just didn't see it coming. And you say, I just didn't see it coming. I didn't know it was going to happen. You woke up in the morning. Everything was great. Everything was fine. By lunchtime... There was a massive knot in your guts. You're just trying to deal with something. You didn't see it coming. You didn't see it was going to happen. And that's how it is. That's how it is sometimes. And I see in people's reactions, this one thing that often happens is this question, Did I, de- I don't deserve this. Did, did I deserve this? I, I don't deserve to be spoken to like that. I don't deserve to be treated this way. I don't deserve it. When I was serving the Lord, I was young. I was young. Once. You love it, Leah. It's all relative to the people that are younger and older. So there we were in Mexico. We're serving God. There's a group of us. We've got some older people. We've got some... I was about 24 or 5 and... I would have been 25, I think. And there was these 16-year-old girls, and there was, there was about 30 of us. And we're cruising around. We're having a great time. We've been training all year. We trained all year. We'd flown to America. We, we grouped together all different people from different churches with an Australian youth ministry organization. And we flew over to the States, flew into L.A., met with an American 
missions organization and we went down and we started working in Tijuana and eventually because I got so passionate about it a group of us from church some of you actually went on that trip Leah and Mitchell Tim and Nikki did I forget someone it's here today Janelle haha <laughs> Janelle and there were others and they were that was after this before this before that trip um, we were there, we'd been trained all year, and we were supporting these Mexican pastors, these churches in Mexico, in Tijuana, just across the border, huge amounts of poverty, a lot of people, um, and just an amazing, incredible place. And there we are, building little homes and building houses and helping them out and doing a good thing. And we woke up one morning and we went like we did every other morning and we drove out and we drove into the job site and we got there at 7.30 in the morning and we drove along and there were jokes and songs on the way in the van, you know, we're having a great time. And when we opened the door, actually I didn't even open the door, the van in front of us pulled up, they got out, I was sitting in the van behind, I was driving, 12-seater, V12, 25 years old, V12, you know what I'm saying? We took the speed humps quickly <laughs> into Mexico. The road rules over there are interesting. You know, sometimes you're the largest on the road has the right of way, which we often were. So anyway, these five young Mexican guys thought they'd give us a slap in the face. And so they came with their guns and they took everything that we had, including our our vehicles and our passports and whatever that we had, they took it. But we were serving God. We were doing a good thing. And how could he let this happen? Where was he? We didn't deserve to be treated this way. And some of the guys in the team, some of the older guys, went down that track. And one of them, I remember, he had this angry look on his face after because we, we were shocked. They drove off. I, I, I stood, it was like slow motion. There was one girl ran that way, another girl ran that way. Some people started running up the hill. The guys with the guns were actually gone and they were driving off. So I, I, I just stood there and I just went, hey! And everyone stopped. I said, come over here. Where are you going? They've gone. They just wanted our stuff. They were young. They were desperate. But some of these guys, they got angry. They felt, where was God when it hurts? Where was God in that moment? I don't deserve to be treated this way. I'm doing a good thing. I'm a good person. And they went down that path, and that path leads away from God because the gospel is a gospel, is a, you don't deserve what God gives you. We don't deserve what he offers us. We don't deserve. The Bible says in Psalm 103, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquity. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. It's not based on what we deserve. So we live in, in this place where we, we live in this place of the undeserved. What God gives us, we, we, we can't make a claim on it. 
You can go to work every day and you can make a claim on what you work for because you earned it. And I think sometimes people have that mindset because we live in this culture. So we go to work and we get our wages and we deserve to get our wages. Imagine if I didn't pay my guys. I don't feel like paying you today. Well, I'd be in a lot of trouble. But what God offers us, you can't work for, you can't do anything to deserve it. The disciples had one of those moments. They woke up early. They were with the Lord. It was all good. Everything was going great. But he said to them, this is what's going to happen. This is what the prophecy is. I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And they came to arrest Jesus. They weren't expecting it. They thought they were having a prayer meeting. They didn't realize what was going to happen. And Jesus was struck, he was beaten, he was taken away and arrested and they ran in all different directions and they didn't expect what was going to happen even though he told them it was going to happen and it slapped them, it came suddenly. They weren't aware, they weren't ready for it. Let's have a look in Matthew 5 verse 38. So this is when Jesus starts his ministry somewhat. And previous to this, he has fasted for 40 days. He's come out of the desert in the power of the Spirit, and he's healing everyone. And crowds are coming out from all over the place, and he goes up on a mountain, and he preaches this long message. And in part of this message, he gives this account. You've heard that it was said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. But I say to you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, Turn to them, the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. I don't know, but in those circumstances, when I've had that sudden sort of slap in the face kind of circumstance situation, it's never like I want to turn the other cheek. <laughs> never once have I felt like, let's, can you, hang on, you can do better. Have a go at this side. <laughs> Let me just put it out there. Let me get my chin out there a bit further so you can get more of a, on the, never felt like it. Never wanted to go to that place because of that sense, I don't deserve to be spoken to like, you're not doing that again to me. No. And this comes up in our hearts and our, in our minds and we, we fight for what, what is our right. But we don't really have rights. Let's go. You've heard that it was said, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. So this is an Old Testament law. This is an Old Testament law by which they live by that he's quoting from the law in Leviticus. And then it's an appointed judgment or restitution or compensation to satisfy an offence. And the measure is eye for eye. It's life for life. It's limb for limb. So if you broke off someone's hand, you just broke off their hand, that measurement would be they would take off your hand. If you, life for life, if you took a life, you had an accident and you took a life, the measure, the payment was your life. And that was their Old Testament Lord. That was the old way, that was the way. And Jesus says, you've heard that it was said, but I say to you. This is the old way and now this is the new way. This is the old way, this is the new way. He doesn't come. He actually says previous to this, I have not come to do away with the old way, but to fulfill it. 
but to complete it, but to make it full. So it doesn't squash it out the door and say, that's finished now. This is the completion of it. And what he does is awesome. It's the upgrade. It's the download. It brings it into a personal circumstance so that you don't get to point your finger at someone because it's easy to point your finger at the murderers. They're obvious. They bring a lady who's caught in adultery. They bring her to Jesus and they all point the finger and say, this is what she's done and this is what she deserves. We're going to stone her. What do you say we do? And he just ignores them for a minute, just gives them a bit of time. What do you say we do? This is the judgment that she should get, the punishment. This is what she deserves. And he says, who who is without sin? Throw the first stone at this lady. Who's without sin? And just stops them all because they've all got sin. And so the finger no longer is pointed at them, at, at her. It's pointed at them. They point the finger at themselves. So what this does is, But what I say, it makes us not just judge people or point the finger or you shouldn't do that, I don't deserve. It makes it point at us and us take responsibility for our own sins, for our own stuff, for what we're responsible for in our own hearts. And they all left. They all left that lady. They all left, beginning with the oldest and finishing with the youngest because... You've been around for a bit longer. You've made more mistakes, I'd say. So what the upgrade does, it brings it personal. It brings the issues of our hearts out into the light before Jesus. And it makes us say, yeah, we need God. Yeah, we need Jesus. So many people have this heard that it was said about them. Have this heard that it was said. This is the old way of doing things. This is the way I do things. This is the way we do things. This is what I believe. This is what I think should happen. And there is so much I in our culture. And all of you sitting there, a lot of you have got iPhones and you got your iPad and you can download your iTunes and then you can go outside and get in Dale's Hyundai iLoad and then you can drive down to IKEA and buy all your stuff for your house and you'll be living in I. Is that what you've got on ILO? <laughs> IMAX, there you go. You, know, you can get an I-30 to go with it. There's so much I in our culture. And it, what I find with I is it's just left in the old way. Jesus wants to bring us life and bring us into something that's new, something that's full, something that's free. So we can just lose some of those old beliefs about what we think about, what we know about God, what I believe, and look to Christ and find there's a new way of grace and truth. Let's read Matthew 5.38 again from the Message Virgin. Here's another old saying that deserves a second look. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Is that going to get us anywhere? Here's what I propose. Don't hit back at all. If someone strikes you, stand there and take it. Did anyone use the term this week, we do hard things? Did anyone use that? With their children. They used it with Mia several times. Did anyone use the term toughen up princess? I thought about using it with several of my staff, but I didn't. (laughs) Oh, man, please. I'm not going to go there. It's been an interesting week with staff. If someone drags you into court and sues you for the shirt off your back, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it. 
And if someone takes unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice the servant life. No more tit-for-tat stuff. Live generously. How good is that? I had this guy come and work for me, and he was great to start with, but he was sort of A-type personality, very sort of forceful in the way that he did things, which was okay for a while because we got a lot of jobs done, and we, did, we sort of did well. But after a little while, he, he, I didn't have clear defined expectations and boundaries around him, so he started to push, and he got offended when I said no. And, and we ended up having an argument, and getting way out of, out of sorts with each other. And he said, he, he threatened me. He said, I'm going to take you to small claims court. And he got really aggressive to the point where he came to my house when I was at work to give me a letter of demand and take me to court, small claims court. And it, it made me so angry. Oh, because I was in Penrith and Sarah was at home with Mia, I think, or Ruth, or both of them. Both of them. Who is this guy banging on my door, threatening me when I'm not even there, and my wife, my kids? Oh, I'm glad I wasn't there. (laughs) What's he doing? Oh, and then he's like just being aggressive. So, of course, I sort of, I don't get fully aggressive back, but I get legal advice and I'm getting other advice and they're telling me he doesn't deserve that because he's making demands. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve what, what he's asking for. He doesn't deserve those demands. And I'm thinking, God, how could you let this happen? I don't deserve this. I was kind to that person. I was good to him. I paid him well. I tried to look after him. And I'm thinking, why haven't you intervened? Why hasn't there been some weird accident where he's been like taken out or something. <laughs> Come on, God, where are you? <laughs> oh, come on. Now I slap myself a bit. Grace, grace, no judgments. Oh. Come on, God, yeah. Anyway, I'm praying for this guy because, you know, the Bible says pray for your enemies. Grumble for your enemies. Grumble, God, 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 guy. All right. Pray for your enemy. So I'm praying for him, and I feel like God says to me, why don't you just pay him? Just pay him. And so I'm like, no, I'm ignoring that. That can't be from you. I'm not listening to that. That's the, the devil or something. Anyway, just, it's just getting worse, and, I'm, and, and it's only small claims. So I'm, for me, it was a really big deal because I, I like to get on with people, and... And I wasn't getting on with him. And that was hard because I'd really tried to love him. And so then I'm praying again and God says, pay him. It's just small change. And I'm like, how can it be small change? It's not small change. Because to me, the amount of money, which was over $10,000, was a lot of money. But to God, I suppose it's small change. I don't know. It wasn't to me, but he just, I, I heard that, he said that, and, and I went, ah. Uh. So we offered him a good amount of what he was asking. But he was so, I want all of what I want, and I deserve it. I'm like, you don't deserve all of it. You don't deserve it. I didn't say that to him, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, and my, the solicitor that we're with, he's, he's, he's like, no, he doesn't deserve that. No, 
we're going to we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this and then you're paying two dollars just from to photocopy a piece of paper you're like what the solicitors cost a lot of money yep um so anyway we we go down to the court and the judge is there and at this point we've offered him like most of what he's asking for and the judge says have you tried to resolve this because this seems silly um and we said yes uh, we've tried to resolve and he said we'll try again so we tried again and I offered him a little bit more money and he, he accepted that and we left. And it was just this weird experience because it was finished. And I'd wrestled with all this stuff, which I probably didn't have to do, but just listened in the first place. And if I'd maybe read this scripture, maybe I could have gift-wrapped it all for him and had compassion. But because I tried to hang on to what I felt, was deserved, it went that far. But if you let go sometimes of what you believe is deserved, then you can find grace. You can find God's grace. That's what he offers. And this is what God offers us. Because the wages of our sins, the effects of our sins is death. And he doesn't want to give us that, as we've already heard today. He wants to give us more. He wants to give us life. He wants to give us life. And that's what he said. I've come that they may have life and life abundantly or life to the full. And it's not just a measure to get us over the line. It's not just a little bit. It's not just enough. It's a full measure for you today. It's a full measure. The prodigal son says, I'm out of here. I'm going to take my inheritance. Dad, give me my inheritance. In other words, I don't want to know you anymore, Dad. You're dead to me. Give me my inheritance. I'm going to leave. I've got a better life in the far off distant country somewhere where I can have a better life. And he leaves. And he spends all his father's inheritance. He spends everything that he has. And he comes to a place where eventually it's all gone. It's all gone. And he's eating pig food, feeding pigs. He picks up a job feeding the pigs. He has nothing to feed himself, so he feeds himself pig food. Then he realizes, it says that he comes to his senses, so he comes back. He says, I'm going to go home. And I can just, maybe if I could just be a servant in my father's house, it'll just be enough. It'll just be enough because I don't deserve because of the way I've treated him. I don't deserve to be a son anymore. I just don't deserve to go that high. Maybe if I just get a little bit, I can, I can, I can live there and I can get a, a place to lay my head and I can get food. But I don't deserve the full measure of sonships. But the father is waiting for him and he sees him coming. And where the son feels like he doesn't deserve his father's love, or a place in the family with an inheritance, the son feels his sense of, I don't deserve this, which maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. He doesn't deserve this. He deserves to be left out with the pigs probably because he's pushed his dad away. But the father doesn't see it that way and he doesn't measure it that way. He says, no, You deserve, let's put a ring on his finger. Let's reinstate him into 
the family. Let's put him back into the place where he is in line for another inheritance. Let's put a, a robe on him. Let's cover up his shame that he was feeding pigs and not left. Let's, let's leave that in the past. Let's, let's, cover, let's bring a covering to him and bring him inside and let's celebrate and let's reinstate him into the place where he has honour, where he has dignity and where the price is the full measure. It's not just enough just to get along, just to get him in. It's a full price and it's a full measure. And this is what God offers us. And sometimes we think we don't deserve some things that come to us or are measured out to us. But the measure that God has given us that we don't deserve to receive is a full measure in God for every person that is in this room and every person that is on this planet that God has measured out full price, undeserved, given to you today, full price for your life, full price. He paid full price for you. Not just enough to get you in the door. No, his love is for full price. We hope you have enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.